Let's Roll. This is Counter Charge, your podcast for ranks, flanks, and kings of war. as they delve into the world of Panathor and bring you worldwide coverage of all things Kings of War. Welcome to Countercharge. I'm Steve Forster. And I'm Ralph Enough. And as you heard, we have Steve back. He is the uh, the Grand Poobah of many Universal Battle tournaments. And, uh, well, we're back again to chat about his next tournament. Steve, what's it called and when is it? Uh, the it's actually the sequel to uh, the first one I ran back in uh, the late summer. It's called It's Always Sunny Pan- and Panathor 2, The Electric Boogaloo. Oh, man. You know, you're hitting me in the sweet spot. You know, I'm an 80s guy. And so right. anybody that has, like, a reference to Breakin'. Yeah, Breakin' 2. I mean, come on, Breakin' 2, Electric Boogaloo. With Boogaloo Shrimp, man. Turbo. Yeah. I mean, amazing. Uh, for those who don't yeah. know, there's a great documentary on think it's on amazon prime about him um he is the, the, the well i don't know if he's the creator but he's certainly one of the originators of the moonwalk right. so and and there's actually a, it's obviously a reference to the show it's always sunny in philadelphia and they uh, they actually have a reference in there um they play a game they, what they call the game of games which is uh charity mcdennis and it's a they take all of the like parts of the games they like they make this long involved game and then they made a it's one of my favorite episodes, and then they actually make a second one, and it's called uh, Charlie McDennis to the Electric Boogaloo. Before we get in talking specifically about the event, uh, what have you been hobbying? And I'm sure you've been painting lots of armies. Uh, yeah, um, I've been, um, thanks to our uh, Australian uh, the, the, uh, Thunder from Down Under, Matt Croger's uh, um, hobby challenge I've been getting a lot done over the past probably 12 weeks, and I uh, just recently purchased a uh resin 3d printer so i have been having a ball with that and now i could just you know print all the good stuff that i want so would you say matt is the wind beneath your wings he is and i'm sure he will it will just uh it'll warm his heart to hear me say oh, that Oh, i'm sure i, I wish yeah. i could say it or sing it but i i won't uh i won't hurt anybody uh, I, would, I would just like to hear matt in that uh australian baritone Say it. Uh, hey, we're all clamoring on, on Countercharge to be on episodes with Matt just to hear that those those perfectly Australian tones. Oh man, yeah, it's great stuff. Yeah, it's yeah, it is. Uh, yeah, so I've been uh, the past probably week and a half. I've been printing a lot of stuff and kind of it's a hobby in and of itself. Um, trying to figure out how to use this the slicing software and making sure that like my prints don't fail. But um, Back when the first Hobby Challenge started, right after Christmas, right before Christmas, um, I was going to just do a uh, Abyssal contingent to my Goblin army, and that turned into, of course, an entire Abyssal army. Um, but I found myself, I didn't like a lot of the Mantic choices, so I just kind of shelved it for a while where I you know, worked on some Goblin stuff, I worked on some Dwarf stuff, and then I you know, come, came into the Resin Printer, and I found a whole bunch of just cool stuff for that I'm going to... Uh, use in my um abyssal army and also i had um frostgrave i guess uh what is it osprey that makes frost frostgrave mm-hmm. osprey publishing yeah, yeah they just came out with uh, uh demon warriors and they are like heavily armored demons yeah they're awesome looking they're, <laughs> they're, they're really yeah, great I them up to, they're from north I star miniatures they're, they're, yeah, from, all those plastics are great 
yeah, so I picked up some of the uh, some of those today, and um, I'm pretty excited to crack into it because from what I could see, they all there's like wings that come with them too, so it's like 20 pairs of wings. So that's just going to be great for just having in the bits box. So yeah, I'm pretty excited about that. Obviously, you're hardcore. So what do you got? Four units of uh, flame bears? Uh, no, just two. Just two. Um, so, so what you're saying is power gamers can be self can have self restraint. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I'm still. Uh, every list includes uh, MBS Matabusu and um, the manifestation of Baal. So I can't. I, I, I'm not going to pat myself on the back too hard because those are those are my crutches. So, what's the future look for you? Uh, things as things get back to normal, do you have any events on the horizon? I know you got young children, and, and it's hard to get out. But do you got anything planned? Um. I just uh, one of the in a uh, little bit north and east of here, um, the Nerd Hammer group, like uh, Alan Beaner and uh, um, Rob Allison, they just posted that they're going to be doing a one day event in May, and that might be um, right up my alley because I, as of two weeks ago, I got my my uh, vaccine, the second dose of my vaccine, so I should be all good, all good to go. And I've also been um, slowly but surely building a an at home table so I could have some of the the local guys over um, play some patio hammer or backyard hammer when now maybe at some point you can get Jake over you can show him how to play yeah yeah I mean I, I heard he plays and um, the man still hasn't beat me in King's War we've tied a couple of times but he's never he's never beating me so uh, well you'd never know he played from just listening to his podcast I mean it's all Warcry talk all the time it's it's Warcry and. Uh, 40k and um middle earth dungeons and dragons yeah 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 yeah, for sure so well that's good that'd be cool to get a one day we just had a one day not too long ago here in memphis the first one in gosh maybe a year over a year and it was nice to just you know we we had 12 come and play uh it was just nice to get some of the folks back out and kind of get it's weird because we hadn't we hadn't done it in such a long time it felt i don't know it was exciting but at the same token you're like you're having to relearn stuff i'm like okay how did i what, and I I use tabletop TO for the first time, which any TOs out there that are not using it's, that software, you're just you're it's just great. Needed. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, it's great. I, I've I've it's very just user friendly, and uh, it has everything you could want. I mean, there's even back back office stuff that they have that I haven't even looked at that I could very well could. It's just it's very. I mean, I, I know a lot of TOs are still on WarScore, but. Make the make the jump over to tabletop to Yeah, it's, I'm done with WarScore. Awesome. Having to like install Java and like now I'm done with all that crap. Yeah. And if you don't know how to use uh, tabletop to, Matt Crozier did put on the Counter Charge YouTube page a really nice tutorial on how to use it, how to set up an event, how to run an event. So and I'll put a link to that in the show notes. But yeah, tabletop to is is fantastic. My yeah. biggest thing is I've got to get the people that play here locally to get on board so that we can make it even more useful because you can submit your own scores from the table. Uh, right. But you gotta right. you gotta register and you gotta you know yeah. s- sign up for that. Yeah, and it's another in uh, from my from um, my experience now having run two the worldwide um, universal battle tournaments is that people don't read packs and hit you with the same question over and over again. That it's like, hey, if you just read the pack, it'd been it'd be right there. Answer your question, but I'm I'm more than happy to answer your questions. Well, they don't read them in person either, so it doesn't. I think I think that's just a an unwritten rule that players don't read packs. So that's what Mark Cox always would tell me. So, 
Well, awesome. We got Always Sunny in Panathor 2 Electric Boogaloo coming up. What's the start date? Um, we are going to, I'm going to be getting the p- pairings posted hopefully by um, Monday. So it's it's going to be, it's it's kind of like along the lines of um, of the Call to Arms events where, you know, it's not, you're not sitting at a, at, at your computer for a weekend or a weekend day to play several games is going to be one, one game per week for five weeks. So the, uh, um, I'll have the, at the very latest, uh, by like, uh, eight, nine AM Monday, Eastern standard time. And yep. And I will have the pet pairings posted and, and players will have until, a, I, I say in the player pack, uh, Sunday at 11.59 p.m. Um, Eastern Standard Time. But basically, as long as I get you got the they get the results into me by, you know, Monday at, at nine, it'll be good to go. Do you have an event on Facebook for this event? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's actually called It's Always Sunny to the Electric Boogaloo. Perfect. Um, and then but perfect. We'll, we'll put a link in the show notes. Right. But, but uh, mostly um, the communication is going to be through the Universal Battle 2 um, Facebook page because that's where everyone is. And um, it, I found it, it's it can be kind of hard to uh, find certain events for some reason, especially for folks that are out of the U.S. I found that they can't really find the the. Oh, I guess maybe like a U.S. Event. version of Facebook or something. Yeah, but they, but as long as, long as you're in the uh, UB2 Facebook page, I'm going to put everything up there. Perfect. And it's five weeks, five games, uh, one game per week. How many points are you guys playing? We're playing at 1995, which I think is uh, it's a nice sweet spot. So we can keep the, keep the points level down because um, I think I like that at that level you have to make choices you can't necessarily bring all your toys but you know having that five less points means that you can't spam uh war machines heroes monsters all that stuff well and if you're not playing with clocks then that might mean that alex gets a game done in four hours yeah yeah. um and we i I, the player like we're gonna use clocks obviously um there's not a clock police uh, but if you know there, it's the you know we're gonna hopefully have players use clocks just to you know be cognizant of everyone's time. Um, I think that's really become the standard with Universal Battles that you know it, it, we're, you know we want to be cognizant that everyone's busy and may not have uh, five hours to dedicate to to a game. So I suppose that might be a result of you know you're playing games at your time you know, during right. the week and, you know, like at an event, you have another round starting. So there's like right. this inherent pressure that the game's got to end. But right. like, if you don't have a clock and you don't have that, that hard stop that another game's got to start or another round's going to trick off, I guess potentially you could have, well, and we've seen it five, five hour games. Right. And to be fair, nobody likes five hour games. I was, uh, for the, uh, I think it was called Arms Four. One of the, the it was the longest uh, Dash Twenty Eight live stream between uh, uh, I think it was Ben Johnson and Ray Shields. It was a Trident Realm off, and I think it were there. We were still going at like five hours, and yeah, it was it was uh, just put a bullet in me at that point. Yeah, <laughs> it was, I, it was I lose patience after like two and a half hours. I'm like, come on, guys. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm typically to, to, to mostly to my opponent's advantage. I'm a very fast player to begin with. Um, 
So, you know, on the table, physical table and in universal battle, um, it usually bites me in the butt. So, like I said, it's probably not the I I could probably take my time, but, yeah, whatever. It's it's a game where they have fun. So 1995, any other comp restrictions? Um, are you playing no. uh, the, all the new characters out of the book, Happy's Rift? Yep, all the Happy's Rift characters. Um, so basically, you know, your Night Stalker folks can bring Eshinira, the uh, the Wailing Shadow, or as um, we dubbed it on Dash 28 Live, Shakira, the Wailing Shadow, and uh, your Namagorox, obviously. If you're, if you're an ogre player and you don't take Namagorox, you're crazy. Yeah, I think what your 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 ogre list automatically comes uh, 140 points less than your opponents because number rocks already um, generated. Yeah, what are your thoughts on characters like that that are you know that they become auto include? Um, honestly, I think it, it kind of. I don't think it's a good thing. I mean, uh, I, I'm all for you know bring your bring your toys, you know, but for the balance and just overall meta i don't think it's a it's necessarily a good thing long term because again you could if i'm going to play ogres i know that it's going to be namagorak um, a couple hordes of siege breakers some red goblin scouts so i could pretty much build someone's uh ogre list i could build someone's forces of nature list because it's going to be a tree herder uh wilt fathers and some forest shambler hordes and forest shambler regiments, um, a couple of druids, maybe Kapoka and, uh, the, for the flying beast of nature. So it, it, I, I like variety. Um, I like variety in lists. I like to see, um, you know, just stuff people don't see every day, but when you have, you know, ob just obvious better choices, like Nama rock, like, uh, the guy that the, uh, empire dust guy, uh, Sebek gray, the curse, which is just objectively better than anything else. So you, you would just auto take him. Yeah. I wonder though, if they can put a shelf life on the Helpies Rift characters and maybe this yeah. time next year, when the book comes, the new book comes out, they're not in there anymore. I think that yeah, would help. Right. Cause yeah. 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 Like, and, and you could write some fluff like uh, the, um, the Grogger, Grogger split tooth. They just kind of, they're like, he's still lurking. He's, you know, after the uh, edge of the abyss and the green lady kicked his ass, they, uh, they you know, said he was just he went back to lick his wounds and, you know, he might come back. He might not. But I think it just you could write it into the fluff like, all right, yeah, you know, Namagorak needs to, you know, it has to go to wherever to, you know, plan or strategize. And he's just not going to be in the not going to be there for. For a year. Exactly. I played at a tournament one time where they had a Highlander rule where there could only be one. So any legendary character, if you turn your list in first with that with that character, nobody else could use it. I thought that was very cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's it's kind of like you know I'm going to be the first one to make sure you're the first one to get the, your list in, so you can take all the the hotness. So how many players do you have signed up so far? I actually have 68. Um, wow, that's pretty good. Yeah, it's it's more than uh, the first. It's always sunny. I think um, I ended up with 64 and it uh, went down to like 62 by the end we had some drops um but yeah it, it were oh, hold on let me i, I have uh, like i said 68 players from i believe eight different countries we've got the uh, obviously u.s and the uk but they're uh um actually besides the u.s the second highest number of players comes from spain with with 12 then 11 from the UK, uh, seven from Argentina, six from Australia, some Canadians, um, 
a Russian and someone from Norway, Finland, and Germany. So we got, you know, like I said, 68. And then all of the U.S. regions are um, are represented except for the West. So what's going on? Jeremy's not playing. No, and I'm trying to get. I'm trying to convince Rashad, but Rashad's. Uh, it's hard to he, Rashad. Rashad, Rashad. Yeah, yeah. He, he's, he, he's he, he marches to the beat of his own drum. Maybe you can get Mike Grant or uh, yeah, Scott, yeah, my, one Mike, of those guys, or Mike one of the Reno boys. Yeah, get somebody from um, the West, you know, from Nevada. They played yeah, before, uh, right? Yeah, Mike was in my was in the last one, so I'm sure. Well, he's hearing it now. He's just yeah. he's been guilt pressured, you know, peer pressured. Into yeah, it, so. just so we get, I could have at least one from every U.S. region. Terrain is it set up? Like, do you have table maps? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I have. Uh, they're pretty pretty basic. Um, I I did put some. There are some some. Um, uh, some twists and some turns. Um, there's a an infamous river map where there's a uh, river that is uh, height zero difficult through or through, or through the uh, middle of the map. So um, yeah, there's going to be some little surprises here and there. Um, but basically, it's the normal, you know, kind of based on the uh, epic dwarf. Uh, model where you know you have two of each of the the different terrain types and it's it's pretty balanced across the list so we're you know, trying to eliminate a lot of the a lot of good firing lanes and um you know without some you know giant spaces where you can get unhindered charges and so it you know makes you think i, I think I, I i'm in the i'm in the mid-atlantic so we believe that uh, more terrain is better. Well, it does cut down on some of the shooting, right? Yeah. I mean, if you're going to bitch about armies that have a lot of shooting that you have to play against, first step is to put more terrain on the table. Exactly. Yeah, and have a, uh, you know, have some you know, more terrains better. I mean, uh, I always like the art. You know, I always makes me smile the argument that's like, well, historical battles did, were were pitched on uh wide open terrain they didn't have a lot of obstacles i'm like well in historical battles there weren't elves fighting goblins i've been watching uh, on netflix the uh the age of the samurai documentary series like all their battles are like in the woods yeah so like they're like these bamboo forests yeah that's i i would just i mean we're playing a, a fantasy you know franks and flanks games if you're gonna bring history into it i, I want to see the battle where there were uh dragons and elves and 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 demons fighting each other you gotta sort of take it with a grain of salt right reality yeah. and put it in your hand and throw it over your shoulder because it's it's an abstraction regardless right so right any other details about the event that we need to talk about um, there, there. In addition to 1995, um, previously I had uh, made the, the 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 quote quote unquote gang from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia as special characters. You got to choose one of them, but this one is um, instead of going with special characters, players get to have a free um, upgraded unit. So the upgraded unit is has to be a core unit. Uh, it could only could be. Infantry, heavy infantry, and um, large infantry regiments and hordes. And they are basically all the tournament special points are what you do with them. So you get a point if, you know, if the guy, if you're, uh, if your unit's across the center of the board, you get a point if your unit kills something in either melee or shooting. Um, you get a point if they have zero damage on them. There's a couple of different things, but uh, so that you could get to choose which, um, yeah, an upgrade. So, 
And there's five upgrades. One of them could be uh, Pathfinder and Phalanx. One of them is Regen 6 plus and plus one unit strength. Um, there's Crushing Strength 1, which doesn't stack with any existing Crushing Strength. Um, there's Fury and Brutal, um, and the Brutal doesn't stack with an existing Brutal. And then there is a Fireball 8 with ignores cover and shattering so there's some you know just a little bit of everything there that you can uh make your you know your it's called the thunder gun unit which is another uh reference from it's always sunny in philadelphia just to recap you have until this weekend to get signed up because the event's going to start on march 29th look in the show notes for a link to the events page uh it looks like all communication will go through the universal battles uh facebook group anything else we didn't cover no, that's it. That's it. Um, I'm I'm pretty excited. I'm glad to see that it's such a you know we're getting a lot of folks in, and there it's it's you know it's definitely a worldwide event. Like I said, that's you know ten different countries are 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 being represented by at least one player. So that's pretty. I think that's just pretty cool. That's amazing. And so let's get it from your mouth. Who's going to win it? Um, uh, seeing some of the lists, I'm going with uh, one of the Spain the Spanish um, crew. They, they, they are, you know, they, they come to play, you know, so that I think, uh, one of the Spaniards is going to take it. Okay. Well, Steve, we really appreciate you coming on and chatting to us. Yeah, about thanks for having event. me. Yeah, man. So that's going to do us tonight. Until next time, keep countercharging. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next time on Countercharge. Please let us know what you thought of the show by emailing us at counterchargepodcast at gmail.com, on Twitter at countercharge15, or by commenting on the Countercharge Kings of War podcast Facebook group. If you enjoy the show, you can help others find out about it by leaving positive reviews on iTunes. Until next time, keep countercharging. Music is a composition of Kevin McLeod and is licensed under Creative Commons.